What time is it? It's... I don't know, Cameron, what time is it? <laughs> it's podcast time. It's time oh, for yeah, some Region yeah, yeah. Unlocked. Jake, what's Region That's Unlocked? That's right. Yeah, the awesome podcast where we talk about video games and awesome things related to our childhood in relation to nerd <laughs> culture. Correct. Welcome to Region Unlocked Season 2. everyone to region hey. unlocked my name's Cameron. what's up everyone and i'm jake jake what's up with you well cameron i've been living in osaka for a while now and i'll be here for a little while longer but mostly just you know the same video games and job and video games that's pretty much how we've been <laughs> living our lives for a while now i think what games are you playing Oh, right now I've been really checking out Animal Crossing, but uh, a new game that I started recently was the awesome Ghost of Tsushima, which was, mm, you know, uh, I guess delayed for quite a while, and I've been looking forward to it for quite some time, and since it finally came out, I've been playing that pretty consistently, so. Cool. What about you, Cameron? Uh, Gaming-wise, there's... So a little tangent for you, or side story. Um, Mark, who was on here last week, they just recently bought a house. They haven't moved in yet, but his wife suggested, I don't know what their their conversation was, but they've got a basement now. And Hmm. she suggested that we all start playing WoW again and all (laughs) take our computers over to their basement and have these fun WoW nights. And... We were all like immediately on board with that, and as soon as soon as he sent that out, I pretty much resubscribed to WoW, and so <laughs> I've been playing that pretty extensively. Um, oh boy, that's too, awesome! Too, too much, actually. I'm kind of burnt out on because I played so much recently, but I'm really excited for the expansion coming out. Which hopefully by the time people hear this, it's out. But at the moment, they still just say before the end of the year. And don't have an oh. official date, but based on history, it usually comes out in August or September. So, hopefully soon. But okay, yeah, I've been playing a lot of WoW, and then I guess along the the same lines, we the the friend group we wanted to surprise Mark with a arcade cabinet to put in his basement as well. So oh. he's a he's a big fan of. Well, what are those games? The golf games, Golden Tee. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's got like the trackball to to golf, and they're a lot of fun. So the, yep. that company, One Up Arcade or Arcade One Up, one of those, they make those three quarter scale arcade cabinets, and they're pretty affordable. So uh-huh. we all pooled our money, and it was just two ninety nine, which isn't too bad. So I'm, I'm picking that up today at Best Buy, and then we're gonna surprise Mark with it. And have a sweet wow. slap in his basement. Yeah, so I'm really excited. Hopefully, we've surprised him already when people listen to this episode. <laughs> Mark, were you surprised? Yeah. Was it a great surprise? Who am I kidding? Mark didn't listen to any episodes past himself. He's not listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not going to be awkward when he actually does not listen to this. It's, it's all right. good. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Well, that sounds like an, uh, an eventful time. Yeah, all video game related, of course, because that's what this podcast is about. So mostly, I mean, what else is about? I, I mean, guess we did talk memories. about movies. We talked about Star Wars. That's not really gaming related. That's but true. But then, what did we do? We just you know completely somehow grapevined into a bunch of video game related facts about Star Wars and Star Wars video games. I mean, that's just how it works. <laughs> yes, right? we did grapevine. Yeah, yeah, we did. <laughs> I had to get up and skip across the room. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Enough, That's the enough way we do of it. the silliness. That's what we are. I forgot all right, to set a right. timer. <laughs> uh, let me set a timer real quick because for you listeners, we're trying not to make hour long episodes anymore because. That's too long. And it's a pain to edit. I hate editing hour long episodes. Yeah, um, it's, it's a lot. We're going to start making things short and sweet. Short, sweet. I mean, they've always been sweet, Jake. Now they're just shorter. Yeah, yeah. Shorter and sweeter. How about that? They're more concise. There's a good vocab word for everyone. 
Perfect. All right, timer is set. So anyway, today we are talking about basically what's going to make up probably the bulk of season two, because Mm. at heart, we are Nintendo fanboys. We spent three episodes talking about the PlayStation, which was awesome, and we'll probably spend some time talking about Xbox in the future, but when it comes down to it, the GameCube is what is the most important to us in this generation, and it's where we have the most time spent with just these wonderful first-party games that we're going to be talking about, but... Today, in general, we're just going to talk about the GameCube, its launch, some facts about that, what it meant to us, and Jake, like, I, I wrote down so many facts, and I, <laughs> I I hate the episodes where it's just me, like, reading a list of facts, so hopefully they come up organically, but uh, let's talk about the GameCube. Okay, let's talk about the GameCube. I'm definitely going to second everything that you said right there. I cannot, you know, even, you know, recall all the memories that I've got with this console. They definitely outnumber the N64. This is like when we started to really become Nintendo fanboys, I think, and really started to solidify ourselves with our obsession with video games. It was through the GameCube. Yeah, I think GameCube is really where we, I don't know, we came like independent as gamers yes because because n64 as much as i love it that's very like childhood you know still before even being 10 years old that i mean yeah. that was the game the n64 era and so a lot of it was based off of you know getting parents to buy games and honestly i spent a lot of time with my parents playing this and actually i was talking to my mom because she's been listening to the podcast, especially about the N64, because she remembers a lot of those games. She said, oh, yeah. what are you talking about next? And I'm like, oh, we're getting into GameCube. And she's like, well, I, will I recognize anything there? It's like, nah, not really. You, you didn't really follow the GameCube at, at that point. So um, we're kind of on our own here. We, we no yeah. longer have mom to guide us. Except, you know, trips to the video game store. <laughs> Right. <laughs> to when we bought the games sometimes with our own money generally they were used because you know games are expensive that's true i did buy a lot of used gamecube games yes but anyway i was thinking about it and i think not just the gamecube but this whole this generation of xbox ps2 and gamecube really i f- i feel like was the beginning of modern gaming it's where hmm. we got these controllers that controllers are still pretty based off of today and Mm -hmm. honestly graphically and the tightness of controls hold up super well where you can go back and play a gamecube game today with very little complaints about how old it is yeah you're right saying like yeah like you totally super mario sunshine and it, it still handles so incredibly well and still looks so pretty that, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess the only thing that doesn't hold up is it doesn't, you know, transfer to an, a high def television very well. But that's true. <laughs> <laughs> these games but are so no. easy to go back to. It's true. I, I get exactly what you're saying. It's like the graphical upgrade from the N64 to the GameCube was it was insane. It was mind boggling, <laughs> at least to me. When I first looked in Nintendo Power at the uh, screenshots from these new um, GameCube games, at the time it was called, I think, Project Dolphin, the system, uh, I I, I immediately ran downstairs to tell my parents, oh my gosh, look at this new system. The graphics look like (laughs) Toy Story or something. And they had no clue what I was talking about and (laughs) didn't really care. But I'm starting to think, like, wow, these are starting to look realistic. And looking back they're still very good looking games of course if you Mm -hmm. play them on like an emulator or on some kind of an upscaled uh resolution they look pretty amazing not on (laughs) not on an hd tv with uh with your (laughs) standard cables but right yeah no everything that you're saying is absolutely true hmm nintendo power (laughs) so it's funny you mention that i didn't subscribe till uh probably sometime in high school Mm. and for some reason 
let's see, where did I get my gaming news? I think like Tech TV is where I learned most of my stuff. You remember oh, Tech yeah. TV and yes, like X Play, the the yep. review show. Um, uh-huh. Actually, X Play is is where I learned about a lot of stuff. But I remember I would just walk into like GameStop, and GameStop had this you know stand in case for Super Mario Sunshine, saying like pre order this game and that was the first <laughs> time i'd seen it it's like what mm-hmm. there's a new mario game coming out and i remember like flipping over the box and looking at it and like what yeah it's a, a water jet pack like what is this <laughs> it's just funny like for how much i played that and how many good games i had i was so uninformed but it's also nice because then you could just get these surprise releases of awesome games you weren't expecting <laughs> it's true and sometimes you just see them for the first time at the store when you went on your i don't know once a year uh video game shopping spree at least <laughs> that's the only one i me. remember <laughs> getting hyped for it was i saw on x play they did a big preview of metroid prime and oh yeah yeah seeing that preview was like oh my gosh what is that i'm i'm getting that and that was yeah so that was the first time i saw a cool preview but uh oh yeah anyway don't know where i was going with that okay well y- it's cool to recall these memories, but anyway, yeah. So, tell me how you got it, your GameCube. What's the story there? Oh, I got it on Christmas. I was going to save up to get a GameCube, but mm-hmm. I deemed to myself, oh, this is too much money. I'll just play my N64 for a while. And it became more of a dream for me, but I got it on Christmas, and it was amazing and exciting and when i played it i was completely entranced by these graphics i think the first time i ever played a gamecube was when i rented one from like blockbuster back when you could rent (laughs) systems from i forgot you could do that (laughs) you know movie rental stores which used to be a thing uh yeah but yeah so the first gamecube game i ever played was 18 wheeler american pro trucker all right and this Mm. was an arcade game by sega and I just kept playing it, and I was on it all night, I think. And I might have gotten in trouble because of, you know, curfews and stuff like that. But that was how I got started with that game. And it was awesome, to say the very least. What about you? How did you get started with it? Oh, man. So I don't remember when this all was. I think it was still pretty close to launch. But anyway, the game launched, or the cube launched at 199 which is... Mm-hmm. that's awesome in retrospect like that's so cheap (laughs) but yeah (laughs) um for a kid so it came out in 2001 so i was 10 i had to be older than that i feel like i was in middle school but anyway doesn't matter my my friends across the street they had a ps1 and they decided like they were done with that and they were going to get a gamecube so they were having a garage sale and they advertised their PS1 in the paper to, to sell that, to get money to buy their GameCube. And I thought, oh, that's a, that's a good idea. I <laughs> should do that too. So we had a garage sale. And I put out my N64 and all of my games. And at the time, I think I still had like all of the original boxes to all of my games. So there's like 12 N64 games with their boxes and i put a sign on it and it said all this for 60 bucks wow (laughs) and then thank goodness my dad comes out he sees it sitting there he's just like what are you doing it's like oh i'm trying to (laughs) sell it to get money for the game he's like you no like i paid for all of that you take that inside right now and i was kind (laughs) of mad at him like you don't understand and oh Thank goodness he did. If I had sold my N64 and all of its wonderful games for $60, I would have regretted that forever. So, holy cow, thank you I'm to, glad you didn't do that. He take that back inside. But anyway, um, so eventually I, I raised the money. It took a while. I think it was a combination of birthday money, Christmas money. And I do know, actually, let's, let's see if I can get a timeline for this real quick. So I already had a GBA at the time. Game Boy Advance came out in March of 2001, and mm. I got that at Christmas, that ye- maybe that year. 
So anyway, okay. it was at least 2002. So I know I was older than launch year. But Alrighty. anyway, so I saved enough money, but all I saved was exactly $200. But with tax okay. at 6% in the time, the total's $212. So my sister, mm. Jamie, Jamie covered the tax. And okay. because of this, my dad was like, oh, it's both of yours. It's like, no, I just saved $200. It is 6% hers, not it's not both of ours, but it's just funny because <laughs> I didn't have, you know, enough money to buy anything else. So no game, no memory card. Yeah. So I took it home. Oh, man. Plugged it in, hooked it all up and just kind of would flip back and forth on the main menu channel. <laughs> making the sound of do 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 just like flipping back and forth like i have a gamecube and i think eventually dad (laughs) helped me out and i think he bought luigi's mansion for us and then he also bought this big fat mad cat second controller i remember that he always did this (laughs) he always bought these third-party controllers because they're cheaper and it's like there's a freaking reason they're cheaper it's because they're garbage and yeah i was always so mad at that but Anyway, that's that funny. was how I got my GameCube. <laughs> that is quite the story right there. But, you know, you <laughs> got to admit, the, the menu is a game in and of itself. And you got to think of the cool oh. little uh, Easter eggs that you can unlock with it, too. Not that you knew about them at the time. But, I mean, it's fun to flip through that thing sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there are some, some cool Easter eggs. What do you know? Well, f- first off, there, there's the common one of if you hold in the Z button... On the con- on the first controller, it makes the different mm-hmm. noise when the GameCube logo is spinning around. <laughs> but I didn't find this out until like I was in maybe college. But if you have four controllers in each slot, or well, one controller mm-hmm. in each of the four slots, hold Z on all of them, it makes like this kind of Kabuki style uh, uh-huh. Japanese sounding noise. And I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. And I remember I invited some of my friends over just to show them that. <laughs> it was like, you know, yeah, yeah, let's play games. But oh, oh, by the way, let me show you this. Yeah, that's crazy. I wonder how long it took people to accidentally find that. Who knows? Uh, probably, <laughs> apparently, years upon years after it was released. So there's that. But yeah, there's one other thing I found was so you know when you're when you're in that menu it kind of just has this really slow ambient music in the background yes it's just yes. very chill very calming so mm-hmm. actually if you take that music and speed it up about 19 times faster it's uh-huh. the original famicom startup music from, oh you're kidding from forever ago so yeah i'll throw that audio in right now it's it's complete it's that but just kind of GameCube-ified. It was very cool. That, that is extremely cool. Holy cow. Okay. It's kind of like uh, in Breath of the Wild when you speed up the music when you're by the Temple of Time. It's actually just the Temple of Time music from Ocarina of Time. Oh, it is? Yeah, check it I out did sometime. Not know that. Okay. Yeah, you gotta speed it up. It's really cool. Maybe I'll, I'll throw that audio in here too. So the listeners can enjoy. (laughs) Awesome. Another factoid right there. Here's a factoid. So when this game launched, or a console launched, it came out in two colors here. Indigo and black. And it got platinum a year later. But Japan had another color. What color was that, Jake? Was it orange? Yeah. Okay. That would make sense, because I've seen orange GameCubes sitting about... 
Yeah, they were only released in Japan. You can you can only get them imported here. Um, Holy which I always cow. thought was. I know a friend pointed that out once that he's like, oh, I want to get this orange one when it comes out. It never ended up coming here. But I remember looking at the picture and I was like, oh, that's weird. And then <laughs> later, I, since it became so unique, I was like, that's actually really cool. I kind of wish uh-huh. I, we could get that. And But for some reason, Nintendo, they sold the controllers here. Like you could buy the first party orange controllers, but yeah, not yeah. the console. I remember having an orange controller. Never thought about the console, though. That's a new thing that I have to look for at Super Potato next time I go. Oh, yeah. An orange GameCube. I'll have to see how much it is. Yeah, you don't have a, a GameCube over there right now, do you? Nope. So Not at the moment. So you should buy one so I you can should. play the games we're about to talk about. That's true. I should. <laughs> <laughs> I had the Platinum one in the U.S., though. That was mine. Oh, it was the fancy so platinum it did, one? It did take you a little while to get one, then. Yeah, it did. I got the Game Boy Advance first. Okay, cool. Um, here's a fact: the GameCube, the Nintendo GameCube, is abbreviated here as the GCN, mm-hmm. the GameCube Nintendo. What the heck? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's <laughs> the. It's called that here in the U.S., but in Japan, it's the NGC, the cor- you know the correct order, and. I was like, I never quite understood why, and there's not in a, like an official Nintendo reason for why it's called that, mm-hmm. but they say it's likely because NGC is trademarked by the National Geographic Channel. Oh. So, yeah, so we just, they couldn't use that code here. So it's going to be really awkward if they ever do a documentary on the GameCube. Which acronym are they going to use? I'm, I'm sure they will just explain it in the documentary, Jake. Probably they'll show the GameCube in the wild, in the jungle somewhere. Here we see the GC, I mean the NGC, in its natural habitat. No, anyway. Here we see a wild Nintendo GameCube on the hunt. It seems to have spotted a young Game Boy Advance that's been separated from its link cable. The GameCube is so compact that it's barely seen as it stalks its prey. It gets ready to strike. And, what's this? The GBA's batteries are already drained. It's a trap. A wild OG Xbox and its massive Duke controllers have leapt out and have begun to chase the tiny Nintendo GameCube. The GameCube is rolling as fast as it possibly can in the opposite direction, but it's just not powerful enough to beat the Xbox. The Xbox leaps into the air and crushes the Nintendo GameCube with its hefty 30-pound body. The gaming world is cruel, but it's a beautiful and fair place. No, it sees me. No, I have to get out of here. Run! What else do you want to talk about? With the GameCube? Yeah, just saying, uh, my timer, my timer quit timing for some reason. Oh snap! Oh, oh yeah, I got this. I got a sweet Fitbit, which I love, but uh-huh. for some reason, like you can accidentally tap it while you're not paying attention, and I just like turn the timer oh. off. So oh, I don't snap. know how long we've gone. That's okay. We can keep talking about this. I have so much to talk about with the GameCube. This is like, th- this is the system that I remember playing with you the most, and I think most of my memories come from us playing multiplayer together. Or at least uh, just multiplayer with friends in general. That's probably most of what I've got as far as memories go is just multiplayer with this. It seemed a lot easier than the the Nintendo 64. And that was probably because I could eventually just, you know, do chores and afford controllers for it. But (laughs) um, I think the first game that comes to mind is uh, like Super Monkey Ball 2. That was the first multiplayer game that I got for it. And then I would always mm-hmm. invite friends over for that. But uh, in particular with you, it was... Actually, it was two games. It was Super Smash Bros. Melee. Uh, no, no, three. Super Smash Bros. Melee, mm-hmm. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 3, and Star Wars <laughs> Jedi Outcast. Yeah. Like, I have the most memories those with, those, with those games, uh, especially playing over at your house and um, staying up very late into the night, into the early morning, playing those Really? I never owned Tony Hawk 3. Did we, you? We rented it. No, no, we rented oh, it. Oh, did we? Yeah, okay. whenever I went over to visit you, we'd always go re- like rent a game or something. 
Nice. So that's how it would work, and that was a game that we rented, and you had all the cheat codes for it. You lucky dog. Heck I don't yeah. know how you got those. <laughs> game facts. GameFAQs.com. Game I had the facts. internet then. Then? I, I didn't use game facts until I was in high school. You're fancy. I'm so fancy, man. I'm such a good cheater. You were always two steps ahead of me when it came to cheat codes. <laughs> I never knew what I was doing. Well, I always had to... I needed to impress you anytime you came over. So it's like, oh, I need to find as much information as I can that Jake doesn't know. Of course. Be like, hey, hey, check this out. <laughs> okay, speaking of games, this is, it was like the first and not only, but it was the first console, Nintendo console, to launch without a Mario-centered Nintendo game. Instead, yeah. we got Luigi's Mansion as its main launch title. And I think people were a little upset and confused by that at the time. Mm -hmm. I never was. I just, I just remember being like, whoa, this is different. And it's uh -huh. it's gorgeous. Like, it looks yeah. really stinking good. Mm -hmm. And, it you know, they did a great job of showcasing, you know, the, the lighting effects of the ghosts and the dust that comes up off of things you shake. And yep. just your flashlight and the way that works. And mm -hmm. I think people did not, it didn't get the praise it deserved when it came out because they wanted a Mario game. Yeah. But now it, it gets the respect for, for being a really good game. But that game was awesome. It was. I remember it as well. And just like you said, how pretty it looked. I think the original game that was supposed to be the launch title for the GameCube was Super Mario Sunshine. But it didn't uh, come out in time. Really? Yeah, I thought I, so. I did not know that. That It came out a little bit later, though. That was my first game. Not. Oh, it was. Okay. The first one that I owned for the GameCube was Super Mario Sunshine. And I remember Such just being... Game. Yeah, I was like... I was entranced by the water effects. I would just go out and start swimming and just jumping around <laughs> in the water because it looked so pretty. And I thought to myself how beautiful this looked. Oh man, I can't. I want to talk about these games, but I know these games are going to get their their own full episode here in the future. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, yeah, but you're right. So many of these games had like this wow factor when you first played them because, like you said, the graphical jump from N64 to GameCube was insane. How much mm -hmm. better it was, and I feel yeah. like the console transitions since then have not been that significant. I remember, like, I played. I was playing like Call of Duty on a 360 uh -huh. when that came out, and yeah, I thought like, oh wow, this looks really good. Well, especially because the 360 was like one of the first to have HD capabilities. Uh -huh. But since then, like 360 to Xbox One, it it's not that significant because I feel like each generation, by the time they hit the end of their lifeline, they're uh -huh. making games that look so good. That yeah. they kind of look like the launch games on the next system, and then they get better from there as they like figure it out. Yeah, but, yeah, it's true. Yeah, like, yeah, the jumps are significant, but it's it's nothing that's awe-inducing. It's nothing that's almost magical feeling. Yeah, and, and maybe that's just because we've we've hit a point where they just can't get much better, or maybe we're just so used to it. I th I think really we're not going to have that wow factor until they completely mm -hmm. change gaming. So, for example, maybe, you know, like Half-Life Alex on VR. Uh-huh. Um, that's, like, one of the best VR games ever made. I haven't played it, but I'm sure people who did, jumping into that felt mm -hmm. incredible, you know? Yeah. And, and, and maybe that's what I'm, you know, alluding towards, that, that that's what has to happen for everyone, that they need to completely change gaming to be wowed by it again uh-huh honestly like I, I think the next stage is like just insanely immersive vr for everyone mm -hmm. but i think that's still a long way off yeah i mean it was it was a long way off even from the 90s when it was first becoming a thing like you couldn't you couldn't <laughs> buy it in stores it wasn't it wasn't a consumer available product and now it is but yeah. it's really expensive and it's uh <laughs> it is it's kind of the bulky. Point of entry is steep. <laughs> yeah, and it's definitely very, I'd say, uh, glitchy. It's still new. 
Yeah, they're still working it out. Not as uh, intuitive as it could be. But anyway, I digress. The GameCube was awesome. <laughs> and the jump was amazing. Uh, What do you think? Uh, I don't know how long we've been going. So let's save the controller for next week. And let's talk about our top five. So we're, get, we're getting back into top fives this week. Because... I, I don't know. It's really the only thing I know how to do when there's just two of us. We can't do a good uh-huh. trivia game where it's like just me asking you questions. So let's do our top five single player games and, and maybe elaborate on those a little bit. Hmm. And then we'll wrap it up. This would be a great blast from the past. You know, maybe 10 to 15 episodes ago. What? Oh, yes. Top five. Back when we did top fives. <laughs> And we um, never got any of them right, which we probably won't do, but oh well. It's it's all about the fun. That's what this is. The memories and the fun. We'll just see. All mine are like pretty standard first-party awesome games, unless you've got some deep cuts in there. I think we, we should do okay. Yeah, I think we'll do okay. We'll see. <laughs> they're, they're pretty. They're, they're somewhat standard, but again, it's all about the fun. That's, that's right, what makes well, this interesting let's find out so let's dive into our top five single player games i'll start off my number five is luigi's mansion Ooh, hey yeah oh yeah no that was actually not on my list <laughs> oh really <laughs> but that's okay, great well, that's great i didn't play so that we, one until much later yeah so we didn't talk about it too much so i'm gonna just add i love the luigi's mansion series one two and three i've played them all uh, one is definitely the creepiest. Like it, yeah. As a as a middle school kid, a lot of it creeped me out, and then it got a little more cartoony and silly from there. Uh huh. Um, but like the booze were ominous. Some of the ghosts creeped me out. And yeah. It was a, it was, it was creepy. a good game. For some reason, I later pawned it because I did that a lot. I ended up just like trading games away to get new games. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I, I found it again. But it's just funny because a lot of these early games I pawned, when I went to go buy them again, they're like full price. And Jeez. that always stunk. But anyway, Luigi's Mansion, awesome game. I can't wait to talk about it in detail. So awesome. what is your fifth? My number five is the wonderful Star Fox Adventures. Did oh, you ever play that one? I haven't. And... When we were talking about having guests, Lindsay was saying which GameCube game she wanted to be on. She's like, you need to have me on for Star Fox. I said, for Star oh, yeah. Fox? Like, which one, you, which one are you even talking about? And then I figured out, oh, Star Fox Adventure. She says, yeah. I said, I've not played that. And so she made me buy it on eBay. And <laughs> so I have it now. We just haven't got around to playing it yet. So maybe if, if it's good enough for a full episode, I'll, I'll get on it and start playing it so Lindsay can well, be on the podcast. I will not say anything about it other than the fact okay. that it was a cool action-adventure-style game where you could play as yeah. Fox, not in the R-Wing. So, yeah, that's my number five. Okay, I'll play it. Excellent. Have <laughs> so, a fun adventure. I will. So anyway, as I was making this list, I couldn't believe that the, the order they were coming in. So, like, my number four, I was like, really? That's number four? <laughs> but it's like, yeah, looking at this list, it just, it is. These other games are great. So anyway, uh, my number four is Super Mario Sunshine. Okay. Cool beans. Great game. That's on also on my list. Yeah, it's, it's, it's on my list. It's probably not your four, though. No, it's not. Okay. It is One on point. my list. Again, that's a game that we'll, we'll, we'll go into so much depth on that game in the future. Yeah, we will. So we'll avoid we it will. for now. So for now, we will talk about my number four, which is Ty the Tasmanian Tiger. Okay, you did you did have some cuts that <laughs> I did not have on my list. I, I have no idea what that game is. Okay, it, it was my second GameCube game, and it's about this Tasmanian Tiger who lives in Australia, and it's kind of an animated uh, adventure type game where you use boomerangs to defeat enemies, but... Nice. A lot of fond memories with that one, even though it's probably not, in retrospect, a super good game. <laughs> At least I remember some of the controls being a little goofy, but 
Yeah, there's mine. Okay. Yeah, there's definitely some games that uh, didn't quite nail controls, um, <laughs> which is ironic because the controller was great. But anyway, my number three is Resident Evil 4. Oh, that's a good one. Oh my gosh. This game. What a game. What a game. It was good. It was really Again, good. We're going to talk so much about that, but it was the first Resident Evil game I ever played. And I think that was mm-hmm. the case for a lot of people our age. Yeah. Because, I don't know, we were just too young for how gory and scary those those original games were. But 4 was mm-hmm. my first, and wow, it was so much fun to play, but also terrifying. And that mm. now now playing it it's like oh, what was so scary about this but uh the first time you play it now i'm just so numb to you know seeing heads explode and uh-huh. viruses sprout from necks and yeah things like that so it's uh doesn't have quite the same effect especially seeing you know three copies of the same villager approach you uh, yeah with the same <laughs> catchphrases and the same voice actor <laughs> exactly <laughs> yep so is that on your list? No. My first time playing that was on the Wii. Oh. Because you were okay. talking it so much on the GameCube. And it's still pretty solid. I'll tell you that. The controls hold yeah. up pretty well. Uh, my number three was, I'd say, quite a 180 from that. Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. Tell, tell me a yeah. bit about Harvest Moon. Th- th- this was a time in my life when I really liked simulation games. And not in a sense of like today where simulation games kind of got a reputation for being just goofy, you know, humor games full of glitches, but like an actual <laughs> one where you could live a separate life. And in this case, you would you would live the life of a farmer and you would interact with the villagers, not the villagers, the, your neighbors. And it was all very quaint and cutesy in a way. Yeah. But you would just go about your everyday life being a farmer, selling your crops, you know, feeding your livestock, and getting married, essentially. So nice. It was a fun game, and <laughs> I deleted my file. Sadly, I don't know oh, how, no. but yeah, that's one of those things that when you delete, you get really sad because of all the time you put into it. So yeah, mine's Harvest Moon: A Wonderful Life. It was a wonderful life. <laughs> yeah, my number two is Metroid Prime. Which is, oh, Chef's Kiss, beautiful game, so yeah. much fun to play. So so wonderfully transferred the the two D style of Metroid into a three D world. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, the the principles and the the exploration, the backtracking, like they nailed it. They nailed mm-hmm. it so well. And yeah, that was awesome. That is such a good game. It is a prime example of a good game. It is prime. And Metroid-y. Okay. <laughs> what is, is it on your list? No, it's not. And that was Dang. another game I unfortunately did not play in its prime. And that one, okay, that one right there was unintentional. But I got that game way after it came out. And I wasn't allowed to play T-rated games at the time. So sadly, I couldn't play it right. without getting in trouble. But my number two was... The lovely Animal Crossing. Okay, um, I put the I wrote down a list of honorable mentions and I put Animal Crossing. Oh, okay. Because there was just too many games to put on this list. <laughs> yeah, I had that problem with the um, multiplayer section. That was tough. Oh. I've got a lot for that, but anyway, oh, really? that's my second one. Yeah, most of my. Um, games that i played uh single player on were actually multiplayer games too so that's why this was a bit of a challenge but yeah second one for me is animal crossing which we're going to talk a lot about later true give give us a snapshot why was it so great because it was another amazing simulation game that i was into (laughs) at the time and you could just live your life and what was really cool about it was it was in real time had an internal clock or it utilized the uh gamecube's internal clock which i thought was really cool yeah, this is very cool. All right, so my number one, which I know you haven't played, for some reason you haven't played The Legend of Zelda Wind Waker. <laughs> and I don't I'd, know why. <laughs> I had a feeling that would be your number one. I've not played it yet. I, I don't 
okay. know if well, I ever will, or at least for a no, while. You are freaking gonna play this game because <laughs> it is it is so good. Wind Waker is the first Zelda game I ever played, and mm. it really it kind of launched my love for the Zelda franchise, and that's it's what inspired me to go back and and play the ones I hadn't played yet. But it is gorgeous. It holds up graphically combat i mean most zelda combat is all the same but it has this really cool counter system Mm -hmm. what where you time your dodges right and get extra hits in even in the combat it has like your sword strikes are kind of like like timed well maybe not timed but they like go with the music they like Mm -hmm. it goes like higher and higher each time you hit a mini boss like the music does and it just has like this cool crescendoing effect it's cool dude this game is awesome and the fact that that you haven't played it hurts my heart so before we are going to talk about this game at length and you have to play it so here's we're, the we're deal. gonna talk about this game at link at, <laughs> yes sorry i i couldn't resist yeah no no i, I totally hear you it's, it's so either go it's worth it go find an orange gamecube and find this game and I'm assuming your Japanese is is good enough to read through this game because it's actually one of the best story Zeldas, I'd say. Like, wow. I, I was really into the story here. So make sure you can read it. Okay. Which I assume you, I assume you can. <laughs> I, I can get by. <laughs> um, okay. So if you find the GameCube one, great. But also look for a freaking Wii U. We use are garbage and probably cheap at reselling <laughs> stores because the HD yeah, remake are. is gorgeous. And mm. basically it just, you know, it, it, the graphics were already so good. So they this just kind of, you know, HDifies it. And okay. it fixes uh, a few things that really stunk about the first game. Mm-hmm. Um, so the original, you have to sail a lot and you have yeah, to constantly... Yeah change the direction of the wind which Mm -hmm. really slows the game down so in the hd version they added the swift sail which allows Mm -hmm. you sail at twice the speed and you don't have to change the direction of the wind so you can just go wherever you want okay that's cool uh the game did get a lot of complaints about the last chunk of the game where you have to find these chunks of the triforce Mm -hmm. Um, so they streamlined that and made it a little quicker to play through on the hd version okay Um, but either either way you you can't go wrong you just you have to play this game the fact that that we that this podcast exists that we are talking about video games and you haven't played this crucial zelda entry it's crazy well listeners i hope you took note of that that sounds (laughs) like the best advertisement for the game ever So so there you go there's my rant what's your number one Super Mario Sunshine. Nice. Dude, this game yep. is so good. I already it said is. that last time. <laughs> I keep I, all this list like, oh, it's so good. The game's a great game. And it gets oh, brighter the more you play it. Yeah. That uh goes well with my my love of games where the hub worlds change over time. Mm-hmm. Where it continually gets brighter as you play. Yeah, and, Glover. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that in Glover. Why Why do you love it? Why is it your number one? Oh, for the same reasons that you talked about already. Because it was awesome. Okay, okay. To go into detail, it was <laughs> yes, the first GameCube game that I owned. And it's probably the first player game that I had the most hours clocked into. But yeah. I was not the time much of a completionist. So I just kind of like replayed levels and replayed everything just because I could. So I just yeah. kind of ran around and jumped around and pretended that i was just living a life in (laughs) isle delfino so i didn't really care as much about getting all the shine sprites just kind of ran around and had fun which i think that's kind of ironic because i remember you were better at this game than i was wait really there's a lot yeah there was a lot of shine sprites on some levels that like i just couldn't handle the platforming or something that you when you visited you got those for me so I know I never 100% of this game. I think I got just right up to 80 because I think you need 80 to get to Bowser mm. and yeah. just beat it, just beat the game. Um, and that was it. And I think th- I've only ever 
beat this game once, mm. which is surprising for Mario game. Well, that's not true. Other Mario games I've only beat once too, but when you compare yeah. it to like Mario 64, which I've beat countless times. Yeah, yeah. I don't think I ever 100%ed it either. Oh, well, maybe maybe you'll go back and do that as you get hyped to talk about the game. When I go and get Wind Waker to play that. Yes, when you go find your GameCube, dude. I'm excited for you. I want you to go find an orange GameCube, and it's going to be great. So anyway, Sweet. Uh, I, ha- I had a-, a few honorable mentions I wanted to bring up, Animal Crossing being one. Tony Hawk's Underground mm, is yep. still, in my opinion, the best Tony Hawk game ever made. And yeah. sure, the multiplayer is great, but really, this game had the first single-player campaign mm-hmm. and a full story. So I love that yeah. you made your custom skater. You went through this this silly storyline of your best friend turns against you. He steals credit for your move, and then you you beat him in the end. Yeah, yeah, good game. And then another one was uh, Prince of Persia: Warrior Within, which is the sequel to Sands of Time. Mm-hmm. And this game jumped to an M rating, so it was oh, okay. much more gory and i don't know just extreme adult like it had this hard rock that would play in some points of the game when you're being chased and oh, dang. i just remember <laughs> i played this so much i don't know why i just i continually beat this game over and over again because i loved it i just the gameplay was so good the combat so much fun and yeah that's it I, I just I gotta say that because I don't know if we'll end up getting to talk about it at length in the future because you didn't play it, but I love that game. Well, there you go. It sounds pretty awesome. Good description. Yes. So anyway, uh, I thought we would do well with the great first party games that the GameCube had in our top five. However, we did not. We only shared Mario Sunshine <laughs> on our list for <laughs> one point. I think we'll do better with the multiplayer, I think. Yeah, I think so, too. But I, I kind of struggled to come up with my top five for multiplayer. But, hey, that is a story for next week. Yeah, and totally. As I'm looking at my list, there's uh, some facts I forgot to go over. But uh, I guess we'll save that for next week. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Save some more stories for next week. Yeah. Jake, this has been fun. Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, although it's it's awesome having guests here, it's it's also fun to just talk one on one with you. Ditto, Cameron. It's always good. I miss you, Jake. I miss. I you. miss you too, man. It's uh, it's hard being so far away, but alas, so close yet so far. Yeah, we get we do this and we get to talk almost every week. So yeah, it's fun. I will take it. So <laughs> thank you, everyone, for listening. You're so great. We love you. Keep it up. Keep being great, lovable people and listening to this podcast. Uh, Leave (laughs) us a five-star review. But don't just give us a rating. You should write something to us. Uh, We're on Twitter, and I've I've probably got pictures up today about uh, GameCube stuff. So hop on our Twitter, follow us, send us a message, whatever you want. Uh, We're excited to interact with you more. Yes, please do. We want to hear your opinions, your feedback, and we want to talk about the stuff that you want to hear about. Um, you guys are the reason why we do this. So, And also, it's a good place to see pictures of Japan, that to see what Jake is up to. Oh, yeah. Always something new each week. <laughs> awesome. So, man, we what, what do you call it? The Midwestern goodbye, where you, you try to say goodbye, but then you just keep going and going. That's yeah. what we do every week. We never just end it. So let's uh, let's let's make our way there. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's have another story. I've got another story to tell you as you're leaving. No, okay. I'm kidding. It, I don't. I'm guessing your story is about the fact that my name's Cameron. And I'm Jake. Have an awesome nerdy week. Sayonara, minasan.
Hey, what's up guys? Hope you enjoyed the video. I want to give a huge thanks to my man R9000 for supporting me on Patreon and requesting this awesome theme for me to cover. If any of you guys here watching want to request a theme of your own, as well as help support me doing video game covers full time, check out my Patreon page by hitting the support button. Thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you next week with a new cover.